Welcome to Women Wake Up, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency into a divine feminine state of love, acceptance, abundance, and joy. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Identify and Heal solo episode, I want to take this opportunity of the day that I'm recording this being the first day of Mercury retrograde at the end of this year, 2023, to talk a little bit about how do we finally let go and release hangups to get to our higher path. And this has to do with acknowledging the gunk, the stuff that still is sort of sitting in the back, tucked away that we haven't addressed, and allowing ourselves to process it, release it, really dig it out. It kind of ties into my episode last week, and I wanted to add some more points about how do we break out of these cycles that have been a theme in our life. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Whitney here with an Identify and Heal solo episode. For this week's episode, I wanted to dive into some concepts that are commonly associated with where we find ourselves now, which is Mercury retrograde. So Mercury retrograde gets a pretty bad rap, sometimes for good reason. There can seem to be an inordinate amount of snafus, hangups, challenges with things around technology, communication. I know that for me, the first day of Mercury retrograde, which I think officially was Tuesday, some people were saying it was yesterday, the 13th. I had signed up and paid for this event in the new community I'm in, the new area in upstate New York. It was an authentic relating event and also speed dating. And friending, it said. So I guess it was just a time to come and mingle with like-minded, conscious beings, spiritually inclined beings, and maybe get a date. (laughs) So I thought, why not? So I got myself ready and I headed out. And just when I got to the street, the road that you're supposed to turn on to get to the house where the event was, there were lights flashing, lights all over the place. Um, There were several cars stopped ahead of me. And I realized they were all turning around right before the intersection with this road that I needed to turn on to get to this event. And as I got closer, the an officer approached me and he said, yes, there was a collision. There was a car accident. Nobody's badly hurt, a little bit banged up, but they're fine. They're on their way, but we're still cleaning things up. It's going to be a while. So I turned around and drove away and that was that. That didn't happen. So thank goodness everyone involved in the crash was okay. Those things can happen. Strange things that keep you from plans that you made. 
people say don't sign big documents on Mercury retrograde. Don't make plans to travel on Mercury retrograde. This would be a testament to that, right? Like, this is a good reason not to travel. The event wasn't actually going to happen and it's risky. And to say that that's the case across the board with Mercury retrograde, I think is not quite fair, fairly inaccurate. I've gone through plenty of can we just call them MRs? Does anyone else have a hard time saying the word, word Mercury? I just want to call it Merc- Mercury. <laughs> Mercury. <laughs> Calling it Mercury. You have to like think about how you're enunciating it. You know what I mean? So I've had plenty of MRs where not much really came up. Oh, they also say that during Mercury retrogrades, your exes can come back, which I didn't even think about. But an ex reached out to me two days ago on Mercury retrograde. Huh. He's one of those that, you know, we've, we're both kind of always in and out of being single later in life. And we got along well and we had a nice thing, but it, it didn't work out because he liked to see multiple people <laughs> at once. And I don't. <laughs> I'm not aligned with that. So I politely declined con- to continue that. But he always comes around when I, I think it's probably when other things don't work out. And I didn't even think about that, that he had reached out two days ago on that first day of MR. So they say that, you know, exes come around, that unfinished business comes back, right? And really the truth about MR is that it is trying to do you a favor. In the intro, I was talking about how it's kind of like clearing out the gunk. It's one of those things that it's like, you know, those little tasks that you don't ever really want to get to, like that email where they're asking you to let them know if you can sign up for this date for something. And you're like, I don't want to do that right now, but I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And you never get to it. And like, just, you know, those tasks that just build up and build up. Well, Mercury retrograde can be for that, right? Because it does have to do with technology and communication. So it can be actually like wrapping up conversations that were completed. It can be a time where people that you've had falling outs with that you can finally have a time where you can resolve with them. But the, the sort of leftover task that I'm talking about is also more emotional based, right? Like the stuff that kind of builds up at the bottom of your emotional body. I'm, I'm picturing like this gunk, you know, the stuff that ends up in like a gutter that is, and it's kind of, you know, the planetary alignments, astrology, the universe, whatever you want to call it is kind of saying, Hey, you've been asking a lot to move forward, to get into the next chapter of your, of your life. But we're telling you, you got to clear these gutters before you can do that. Otherwise, you're going to keep having blockages. That's what MR is all about is removing blockages that are keeping you from really being efficient and functioning to the highest level so that you can move on with your plans. So I'm speaking to this in the Identify and Heal episode because I want you to use this Mercury retrograde to see, huh, what are the things that the universe, my spirits, my guides, my intuition are telling me? cannot go with me through into this next phase of my life. There's a real distinct new chapter happening soon for a lot of people. I really feel like 2024 is a big old gateway for a lot of us who have been sort of held back, who have been sort of, you know, like a horse at a horse racing track, you know, they have the gate up and they're just, you know, stomping their feet and ready to hit their track running, but they have that gate up and until that gate gets pulled up, They can't take off. So I feel like that gate's going to be lifted soon for a lot of people. And just like that horse, that horse needs to be in the top physical shape, right? Peak 
physical condition in order to run that race as best as he can. Well, you also want to be in the best physical shape possible, mental shape possible, and emotional shape possible when you're big gate lifts in your life, where you're about to enter a new stage. So yes, we all roll our eyes at Mercury retrograde, still struggling to say it, and we think, oh gosh, I don't want to have to revisit the past. I don't want to have to go through this. I don't want to have to have setbacks and weird things happen and worry about travel and communication and technology. (laughs) But it is what's going to help us be at our tip-top shape when those gates open. So let's get into more about what kind of things can come up. I don't know about you all, but also during these phases, and you know, this doesn't always happen just during Mercury retrograde, but sometimes I'll have these times where I'll wake up almost feeling like this cognitive attack of like reviewing conversations that happened years ago or things that people said years ago. And I'll be like, why is this coming up right now? I just want to wake up and have a nice day. (laughs) I want to get up in the morning and, you know, get my day going. And I'm sitting here thinking about how these people said this thing about me and whether or not I should be worried about it. (laughs) Those kind of things can happen. And it's kind of telling us, it's our subconscious giving us a clue that, hey, this residue is still in there. These feelings, these griefs are in there. And A message that I've been getting is to release grief and guilt. That feels like a theme for this Mercury retrograde specifically. Because I've done episodes before about grief and guilt. More so guilt. Grief is its own thing that I've also talked about. Grief usually comes more from loss and it's usually more in like our heart center. But guilt, you think of your solar plex, right? It's like down in your stomach. Because usually... Guilt comes from a place of feeling like we did something wrong, we did something bad, that because of that, we may not be worthy of something. And that in our solar plex is exactly, that chakra is where we generate our energy to create, to produce, to, I always think of the sun, right? Because the the solar plex chakra is represented by yellow, the color yellow, which is the sun. So it's about you beaming, you letting out, you shining yourself into the world, and guilt will keep you from that. Because if you feel guilty about things that you've done in the past or who you've been in the past, it can be really hard to believe that you have that right to shine. And I can speak to this because I I know this and this comes up in my life. And another thing that can come up in Mercury Retrograde is maybe themes or things that you felt about yourself that still linger, right? I know for me growing up in my household, I was the middle child, the only girl, and you know, I could be selfish. I could be a brat. And I was told a lot, like, God, you're such a brat. You're so selfish. And I would stomp my feet and say, no, I'm not. I just want, I want to get my way. That's all. (laughs) I want to get to do what I want to do. And I don't want to get told that I can't get to do this or do that. And I think I've grown a lot, but it's something that still haunts me, right? Sometimes I still feel like that little girl that's being told like, oh gosh, you're just so selfish. You're such a brat. And that was kind of coming up for me this week, like since the retrograde started. And I've realized, you know, I'm not the same person. Yes, I still have selfish tendencies. We all do. It's a part of being human. It's finding that balance between self-love and regard and true selfishness, which is an entitlement sense of I deserve more than others to get what I want rather than I deserve just as much as others to have a chance to achieve and experience the things that I would love to have in my life. And I'm sure you can see the divine feminine element coming in between that distinction is that one 
is allowing and one is trying to force something, right? If we allow ourselves to be at peace with ourselves, to love and accept ourselves, and to graciously say, I'm going to believe that I'm deserving of this, so I know that if I do the groundwork for it, that I deserve to have it. Where the other is like, I will do whatever I have to do, step on whoever I have to step on, force my way so that I can get what I want. And I'm not saying there isn't a time and a place to be assertive and to have that type of fortitude. But if it's ever involves really trying to like snake your way, you got to ask, is this really who I am? I think that's an important question. If we're trying to do whatever it takes in terms of compromising other people or stepping over other people, is that how you really want it? Because as I spoke about in a recent episode about karma and dharma, things will always come back to you. If you, you know, kind of snake your way, if you do sneaky ways of getting what you want. And I'm not talking about innovative, right? It's different to be like innovative and to take a a different route and maybe like a little bit sneaky. But like to me, a snake is like, you know, like you know that you're kind of slipping your way through in a way that you really might not want to because it might not be fair to other people. Anyways, that's a whole other conversation and something to sit with yourself about. And it, but it does come down to one of the greatest questions we can ever ask ourselves is, when we do anything or make any decisions, ask ourselves, is this who I am? Is this who I want to be? Somebody who would do this to get this. And also, as I spoke about recently, is if it involves lying, that's a really important time to check yourself and say, do I really want to do something that requires lying in order to get it? I did say that it's best not to lie, yet there you have to be your own greatest judge. I know that I've been in times where I thought, you know, it may not be the highest choice, but it, I just can't. I can't see another way around. And this, maybe it was an unfair situation in the first place. You felt duped. So you felt you needed to lie to stay safe. My biggest point here is to ask yourself, is this who I am when you're making these decisions and these choices? And originally I was bringing this up because it does have to do with the idea of self selfishness. Where is your selfishness coming from? Is it because you're afraid you're not going to get something you want? Do you really need that thing? And can you distinguish it? Is it selfishness or is it self-care? Is it just looking out for yourself and honoring yourself enough to know that you are deserving of good things? So there's that. That can come up during this time. You can wake up feeling like you've spent all night running a marathon in your head. Has that ever happened to you where you wake up like you were, you just spent, you didn't get any rest because your mind was going even while you were sleeping? It's because your subconscious is trying to work through and release things. Well, there's a lot of schools of thought around this. There also is the idea that we're actually living other <laughs> – this is out there. This is unrelated. But I'll just say some people say we're living parallel other lives at the same time. So sometimes sleeping, we're actually just like going into those timelines and other experiences, which is why sometimes we come back and are not rested. Other people say that when we sleep, it's when our soul leaves our body and goes back to the soul plane to the soul level, and it does it fully to recharge, which is interesting because scientists still have not actually fully figured out why we need sleep. They can't actually say for complete scientific certainty why. Because yes, of course, it makes sense that we want to let our body rest, but they can't figure out through like why our brain would need that time to recalibrate, to recharge. Very fascinating. There's also, there's a lot of things that science can't explain. Just saying, like consciousness. 
still hasn't been able to explain that. Yet people in the spiritual realm, they'll say it's just the totality of existence. There is only one consciousness. It's what is otherwise known as source or God. Consciousness is life itself. Anyways, sorry for these tangents. Getting back to themes around Mercury retrograde, my point is you might find yourself feeling mentally exhausted and wondering, why is this coming up? The reason why is there's something that wants to be worked out. And it is, again, that gunk in the gutter that needs to be cleared out so that you're more of a clear channel to move forward. And these mental loops, again, also might relate to things, to deeper emotions that are also holding you back, like guilt, as I mentioned. But it could be a lot of things. It could be a lot of different things. It could be fear. It could be grief. It could be sadness. It could be any different emotion that's heavy and that's keeping you in a place of doubt around yourself, right? Because... The universe, life, everything is always trying to help you lighten your load, lighten up so that you can continue traveling, having the great adventure of life, living it lightheartedly, enjoyably. We live best when we're lighthearted. That's a, a common term, but it really, if you think about it, really means like you don't have all this weight that you're carrying, this weight of heavy emotions. So Mercury retrograde is like this, it's like this filter almost that's being like, all right, this is going to be a little bit uncomfortable because you might have things come up that challenge you. You might have conversations you have to have that are not so much fun, but you will find that you feel better afterwards, right? Anyone who's had a fallout with someone or, or is in a contentious situation with someone, you're just trying to push it aside and you're like, I'll deal with this when I deal with it. And you know, I've spoken about this on the show before as well. Sometimes I think that we do separate from somebody and we just have to let it naturally run its course until like a river it comes back together it's like a river splitting and then has to run separate courses for a while before coming back together so you don't want to rush it but I'm talking more so about like maybe it's like someone you work with and you see them every day or it's a friend or a family member that maybe you smooth things over like you're on okay terms but you've never really dealt with that conversation that incident that that needed to be addressed but you didn't do it so those kind of things can kind of come up into your awareness. But it can also be deeper hurts and wounds. And those are the bigger things because, again, those gates are about to open. The gates where you become the magician. I'm looking. I have – I put up in my my new space. I have – I printed out one time these big, beautiful images of the chariot and the magician from the Rider weight tarot deck. They're yellow in the background. They have red. They have blue. The magician is there at his table. He has all four elements. I love those cards together because it actually is a lot like what I just described with the image of the the horse at the horse race on the horse track where like he's got his chariot ready and the magician is almost raising his his hand up in this picture like somebody who's like, okay, it's go time. And he's got all the magic and the chariot is like, just suit me up, give me what I need and I will run this race. Just interesting to be looking at him. So what I'm saying is you want to be the magician when your gates rise up, when you have the chance to, to race out. So you want to be at your best. You want to have healed what needs to be healed so that you can believe in yourself to the utmost highest degree with the greatest confidence. That's what I'm really getting at here. When we have ruminating residual guilt 
lurking down inside of us. We don't fully think the highest of ourselves. There's this piece of us that's like, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe because of who I was and what people said about me, I really am just a piece of shit. I'm a worthless person. I'm not, I'm a bad person. That's always been a fear of mine too, is that, well, you know, people told me I was selfish. Maybe I'm just like this terrible person and I don't realize it and I hurt people. And when I'm falling out, that's what I've realized. And, you know, that's what I think about is, oh my gosh, maybe I'm a bad person. Again, I think it's just like I was talking about, about everybody being selfish. I think that everybody has times where they're not at their best. But I also think that in certain situations, people might feel a certain way about you and throw something in your face that you don't deserve. Or maybe you deserve it to a certain degree, but certainly not to the point that they're trying to push it on you. And that can be about them, right? Which is why discernment and thinking for yourself and listening to your own inner voice and trusting yourself is so important, which again, I've spoken to before, is because if we cannot decide for ourselves how we feel about how a certain event played out, an incident played out, then we can forever go in our minds wondering, wanting someone else to tell us, like, is it okay that that happened? Is it, can I feel okay about this? Again, I speak to this because I've lived my whole life this way. I, I struggled so hard to trust my judgment. I've come a long way, but man, in my 20s, oh my God, I needed to ask everybody else around me, like, do you think it's okay that I did that? Do you think it's okay that I said this? So this happened, like, do you think it's okay? I did not know how to trust myself. I didn't trust my judgment. And I think it's because there were things that happened to me where whether it was being bullied or rejected or teased, where I felt like, well, did I, I must have done something that was wrong, that was bad. So I have to be very afraid of the things that I choose to do or say or what whatever I am is going to get, you know, dragged down and I'm going to be hurt. So I can't trust myself. It's a terrible place to be. And it's really called me, caused me a lot of grief, but I've been learning. That's why I speak to this. And I think that's what I came into this lifetime to do. I think I had to have those experiences to go to the depths of the feeling of being a human being that doesn't know how to tap into their intuition and, and to trust themselves and to learn the hell that is dependent on other people to tell you that, yeah, you're, you're okay. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Yeah, you'll, it's okay that this happened. Yeah, you were you were all right in that situation. You have to learn how to be your own barometer. And at the end of the day, you can't be afraid of yourself, right? You can't be afraid that, well, maybe I'm just such a huge asshole that I just should lock myself in a closet and never come out. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm just such a rude person that I just should never engage with anybody ever again. I don't know if anybody else has those thoughts, but I do. You know, I'll have an interaction and be like, God, that was so awful. I think I acted very rude, possibly or entitled. And I didn't mean to, but I was just in a rush. And we have to give ourselves some grace. All we can ever do is choose to act differently in the next moment, which is a huge part of, again, pulling it back. I know I keep running off on these tangents here, but there's a lot to say. That comes down to honoring and loving ourselves, and being able to not build more gunk in that guilt and grief pile. But instead, when those incidents happen to say, okay, that didn't feel the best. It doesn't just because what you do doesn't define who you are. It's something that you did. It's something that happened. It's not who you are. That's why also it ties into the question of, is this who I am? The only thing that ever matters is this moment now, what you choose now. You can have a big fight and be, you know, you're tired, you're frustrated, you say things you don't mean, and you come back and you say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. 
we do our best to then either make peace with that person or if that person, if it was so bad, that person won't talk to you, then to check with ourselves what was coming up. Why was that anger there? Why was I so heated in that response? And then to choose to act differently. When you do that, can you see it as like this forward forward momentum? You see it, you evaluate, you resolve it within, you keep moving, you keep moving. I'm, I'm almost picturing like an old train that used coal, right? You just like, you just keep, okay, you, you burn it off and then you fill it back up and then you, you know, you keep chugging along. You don't stop the whole train to stop and be like, oh my gosh, is it okay that I did this, that? No, you just keep chugging. You say, okay, I processed it. I see what happened. I'm moving. I'm always moving forward right? And that's another thing I wanted to bring up because all of these tendencies I'm speaking to are similar to what I spoke about in last week's episode, which is themes that keep coming up in your life, the same hangups, the same challenges, the same go-tos that we have about I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough, I don't matter. All of those deep-held negative core, false core beliefs that harm us so much. Something to remember is that when we're feeling frustrated and we're like, oh my gosh, It's Mercury retrograde and here we go again, telling myself the same old shit about how I'm not good enough and I shouldn't even try. Something that I heard, it's actually from one of the cards in one of my tarot decks that I like and it's called uh, the spiral. And what it says is that you may, and this basically could be Mercury retrograde in a nutshell, but it says you may feel like you're just going around again and again around the same shit, dealing with the same stuff that's coming up. But you have to realize that every time you go around a circle, it's not just a circle, it's a spiral and it's going up. You may feel like you're encountering the same situation over and over, but each time you encounter it with new eyes. You're not the same person you were the last time you encountered it. So give yourself the credit in saying, oh man, same situation, but how did I handle it differently this time? How did I see my growth in how I handled it? How did I see a shift in my perspective, even if it's a very, very tiny one, right? It Maybe it's beating yourself up for something, a choice that you made or something that you didn't achieve that you thought you should. But maybe this time you let it go a little bit sooner. Or maybe this time you're upset about it and then you're able to offer some of these more self-loving, self-accepting notions. So just notice that you are, you know, again, if you find yourself in Mercury retrograde facing the same things that you feel like you're facing the last one, just recognize that you can't help but be spiraling upwards. Even the slightest millimeter of a change is still change, is still a shift forward. You have to remember that we're infinite beings. We're playing the long game here. We have a whole slew of time to figure this out. So even tiny little snail trails of (laughs) progress are important. The other thing to consider is that when we begin to see these things differently, because when we are ready to come out of those gates, we're going to stick with that metaphor because I like it. It doesn't mean that we've fully resolved and healed everything. The more important thing is that we've created an efficient system that, again, like that train I was talking about, just burning through the coal, like just having the system where it gets its coal, it processes it, it transmutes it and then just keeps going. That we don't get stopped in our tracks by the same old insecurities, the same old fears. We learn how to look at it, observe it, process it, and then move forward. That nothing that happens to us ever brings us to the point where, again, we stop dead in our tracks and say, I don't even deserve to be here. 
I'm just going to, I want to just go hide. I can't love myself because of this. I will never be loved because of this. I am not worthy because of this. And I can tell you, (laughs) I still say those things. I, let me, let me tell you, you get get a mercury retrograde and you mix in it with like, maybe you're on your period. You know, not to be like stereotypical, but it's a real thing that hormones are released during your period and you're going to be a bit more emotional and maybe a bit lower energy and you can feel sad. Yeah, I've spent many a morning, afternoon, night in bed crying, feeling those exact things. They're actually, they they can come in periods. I was going through that a lot last year. There was something going on. I don't know if anyone else felt it, but around this time last year where I was just totally breaking down, I had like four or five of these just like rock bottom breakdowns where I was like, I am done. I'm going to stop my podcast. I'm going to stop speaking. I'm not, I have nothing to say. There's a billion different people that are out there with podcasts trying to say the same things I am. There's, my voice is not needed. And then, you know, it just became this whole self-pity fest of like, well, then what will I do with my life? Because this is the only thing I want to do. And that's all I've ever wanted to do is to speak and to inspire people and to, you know, converse and share ideas that can help change the world. So it was this awful feeling of like one beating myself up and the other being like, well, I guess what the heck am I going to do with my life? And I think I needed to hit that rock bottom. I think that was my gunk. That was like some big gunk that I cleared out during that time where it was like, this is not true. You are a bigger girl than this now. You don't have to, you know, get knocked down to the playground and stay down and decide that because someone was mean, you should never play anymore. You are here. You have a place at the table just like everybody else. And even if everyone else in the world has a podcast, you don't have a podcast. Or I I did. (laughs) I do. But you also have a podcast and you also deserve your voice because your voice is not out there. And again, even if everybody else had one, we need everyone's voices. I'm not saying that everybody has to have a podcast, but you know what I'm saying? Even without a podcast, it's true that everyone's opinion matters. And (laughs) I know we don't feel that way, especially now with social media and you know, all the time people are saying, gosh, just any, anybody can go out there and act as if they, they know it all. I'm speaking more to people. If you're listening to this, I imagine that your intentions are true, that you have this yearning in your heart to share things with others that may be helpful to them, that may be integral on their path to wholeness, to their sense of feeling full in their authentic self, to being able to accept themselves, to appreciate themselves and their lives, and to shift into an attitude of love for themselves and awe for life. And I'll confess, I actually just read all of those off of another. I put all these things up in my new place. For New Year's this year, I wrote out my themes for this year. I wanted to have a couple words that were my main themes. They all turned out to be A words. Okay. (laughs) A's are cool. And it is attitude, appreciation, acceptance, authenticity, and awe were my words for this year. I would definitely say I've experienced an abundance of all those. Another A word. (laughs) Abundance. And I'm going to go ahead and say that's what 2024 is going to be all about is abundance. We did a lot of work in the past few years, everybody. It's time to see our... It's time to reap the fruits of our labor, abundance. Bringing it back to that. If that's what we want to do is allow people to feel a greater sense of appreciation and acceptance for themselves and be in their authenticity, then by golly, (laughs) 
Go out and do it. My point is, that was my thing. That was my gunk. But look for yours. I've said before that every person you meet is an angel. Everything that happens to you, bless it. It's a blessing. Use this Mercury retrograde and say, okay, thank you. Because guess what? I'm that horse at the racetrack when my gates rise up and that opportunity comes in out of nowhere or that person comes up and they're interested and they want to go. I can't say, no, 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 wait a minute. I haven't quite healed yet. I, to, to be in a relationship, I still, I haven't finished this course and I haven't worked through this yet. So like, I'll, I'll, let me just, uh, let me call you later, you know, or if someone's like, hey, I want you on my team for this. We think you'd be great for it. And you're like, oh, but I, you know, I still haven't, there's other things I was going to finish first and I haven't done this. Yeah, No you got to go. Things are going to come up this year. I'm telling you, 2024, things are going to pop off. People are going to come together. There's going to be a lot of movement. So hold that to be true in your heart, even if you can't see it yet. And and maybe that's not true for you. I don't want to tell everybody what's true. Really, all this is, is what I'm sensing, I'm feeling, but I have talked to others who also are getting this feel for this coming year. So let Mercury Retrograde be this gift to you. So when you have old stuff come up, if you wake up like me and maybe you're in tears, maybe you're frustrated, maybe you have old stuff running through your head rather than be like, oh gosh, this again, I knew that I'll never get over the fact of believing or feeling that I'm X, Y, or Z. Use some of these exercises where you question it, you look at it and you question it and you ask, is that true? You say, where is this belief coming from? Where is this sadness coming from? Where is this grief coming from? Where is this guilt coming from? How can I see that? Here's another concept that also comes from one of my oracle decks, the animal oracle deck, which I actually pulled out this morning. And I actually got the antelope in my morning pool that said, things are speeding up. I'm telling you, you guys, things are speeding up. We want to get ourselves ready. Thank you, Mercury Retrograde, for coming in right at the tail end of this year. Another doozy of a year. This is four now. (laughs) Things are going to start speeding up. We want to be at our best. We want to be ready. Another card in that deck is the dolphin. And it says this and that are true. Yes, I have selfish tendencies. But yes, I'm also a beautiful, infinite being. Deserving of love and success. And having my dreams come true. Yes, I can be selfish. I can also work towards releasing that and noticing my tendencies. No matter how often they come up. I'm spiraling upwards. Every time they happen, I can still look at it. I can shift my perspective. I can be a different person the next time it comes around because I'm always growing because that's all that life is. Life is change. I've read that before. The words life and change can be interchangeable. (laughs) They're synonyms. Life is just change. That's why people who resist change often have a difficult time doing it because it's literally like trying to fight against the nature of universe and life itself. So just trust, just know that with each each spiral you're going, that you can act in a certain way, but yet not be that thing. So that can also be a good point, which, which is that if you're struggling with guilt around something, you can say, I did this, but I am not that. I did something really rude, but I am not rude. I don't, I don't have to label myself that. Those are two very different things. Even if you're rude every day, all day, you yourself are not rude. You've been doing rude things. You could change in an instant. We label ourselves too much. We say, I did this for 20 years of my life, so this is who I am. 
who's, who's making that statement? You are. And if you keep making that statement about yourself, well, then you're sure going to feel that way. But I've also read, and most of the things where I said I've read this, they're often from those books, Conversations with God, which I speak to a lot by Neil Donald Walsh. And in that, it says, you are recreating yourself every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every single chance. I said chance. I meant to say something else. But you have a chance every single moment, every single day to create yourself anew. Who you are today is not who you were yesterday. If you were acting rude and impatient yesterday, you have another chance the next day. If you were acting fearful and timid one day, you can shift that and say, you know, I was, I was afraid yesterday. I was scared to speak up. But I think it's really important that I do, that I confront this person. So I'm going to connect with myself, check in with that fear, and then move forward in a different way, a way that's more loving and kind towards myself. Do you understand? Do you understand that it is your choice to label yourself and that what you do does not define you? It can feel that way because we do it all the time. We look around, we say, oh God, that guy, he is such a jerk. He's always, you know, so rude. I've seen him a few times. And yeah, like it can be true that someone consistently acts that way. But then what if that, maybe that guy was struggling with an addiction and he gets sober and you meet him a few months later and you're like, wow, you're actually a really nice guy. And he says, yeah, you know, I didn't realize that I was really an asshole for a long time, but that's who I was then. And that's not who I am now because I've shifted. I've changed. We all have a chance to recreate ourselves. We hold ourselves back. Again, going back to the analogy, if you're that horse on the racetrack, And when those gates lift, you feel so pumped and ready to go, but you still have those doubts in your mind that say, yeah, but I'm not the best. I'm not as fast as that other guy. I'm not as smart. I'm not as skilled. When you have those doubts, when you have that gunk, it will hold you back. And that's why Mercury retrograde comes around to help you get rid of the stuff that's holding you back so that you can truly break through. And here's another question to ask yourself. And I've started doing this recently. When I have those old thoughts that pop pop up, that crop up in the middle of the day, which is like, oh gosh, if I was just like that, I would be, I would be so happy. Or if I could just go back in time and change this. If I could start back, if I and I've been doing that lately. I think it's about the age that I am. I think it's about the place I am in my life where I'm I never used to do this, but I fantasize about like, oh man, if I could just go back. 10 years, 15 years, I'd do it all differently and I could have, I could be so much further ahead. And, but what I started doing, because I realized that's not effective, <laughs> I do believe in time travel, but I, not on this timeline that I'm on. <laughs> I don't know. In this conscious reality I have, there's no going back. I'm on the linear timeline of the experience on earth. So what I've started saying to myself now, I've ch- I check in with myself and I say, hey, do, you don't have time for this. Do you really think you have time to waste on this? Because that's what it is. When we have these magical thinking moments where we want to just sit in this impossibility, which is if I could just go back in time and change this, you know, if I could be more like them, it's pointless. It's a pointless exercise. It's something that we do when we feel stuck, when we feel that we can't move forward. 
we just want to look back and say, well, it's hopeless now, so I'll, I'm just going to fantasize, right? I, I can't tell you. I've spent a lot of time fantasizing about rewinding time and going back and what it could look like, and it's just – it's such a disservice to myself. So now when I try to pull that thread, right, to kind of pick that game off the shelf of like, oh, what if I could get my time machine out? <laughs> I stop myself and I say, hey, do you do you really want to do this? Do you – we don't have time for this. The gates are opening soon. You need to be on team Whitney right now, exactly who you are, as you are. Get on that team because that's the horse that's going to run out those gates. Not this make-believe horse that's, you know, you're going to go back and change course with 10, 10 years ago. That's That doesn't exist. All that exists is you. And I'm realizing that more and more that I may still have a hard time accepting myself and the choices I've made and who I turned out to be, but it's what I've got. And also, as I've said, we can continue to build and create ourselves every moment. So look ever forward. If there's one message from this podcast, just keep looking ever forward. Don't look back. And I know I say this during Mercury Retrograde where it's bringing up stuff for you to look back, but you don't have to, you can still examine something in front of you without looking back. It's going to crop up for you. As I said, you, you look at it, you identify what it is about it that's holding you back, that's contributing to these core false beliefs. You do what you can to remind yourself of what is true, that you've always been growing and spiraling upwards, even if you face the same things, even if you have grief or guilt around something, that you can recognize that what you do is not who you are and you can make different choices, that you don't have to carry the weight of words or actions that people did that hurt you, that you can let yourself align with your true authentic self, be totally embodied in who you really are and you can move forward with the greatest force possible but only if you continuously remind yourself I'm not going to dwell on this I'm not going to entertain this this desire to ruminate in my grief in my guilt in my feelings of unworthiness I'm going to ask myself do you have time for this because Time is passing. The gates are opening. We are about to reach this pivotal point where a lot of people are going to move forward into a whole new experience of life. And don't you want to be one of them? Not go around for another cycle of living out dismal days where you feel terrible about yourself. When those tendencies, when those temptations to think badly, to be critical of yourself come up, acknowledge it see it, be truthful with it, which is to say, this is something that happened and it was painful, but it's not something that has to keep hurting me or holding me back. I can release it and know what's true about myself, which is that I am a perfect, whole, infinite being, and I deserve to keep looking ahead and moving ahead. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. Good luck through this retrograde. I'll be speaking to it more. Feel free to reach out if you'd like to work with me, as these are all things that I like to work with people to inspire them and help them to get into alignment, to release these things so that you can go forward full force into this new era of humanity. I hope you all have a beautiful day. Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. 
And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world. Thank you.